A Dangerous Game by Suki the Wolf Chapter 1 The Gift Izuku's heart was not made for the kind of life he was living. Don't get him wrong, he was in great physical shape, but the sheer amount of stress he was under on a daily basis just wasn't meant for his poor heart to keep up with. Maybe being born corkless, and then his physiology was different or something. Wasn't something that Izuku had ever been interested in looking up, although he was sure he knew someone who could give him an answer to his question. He wasn't sure how much it really mattered now, though, considering he was no longer corkless. He hoped that it meant that his heart would keep up. It was racing in his chest as he stared wide-eyed at the television. His thoughts flew so fast through his mind that, frankly, he was surprised he even had time for idle thoughts about his physiology. He was watching a replay of a fight that had been recorded earlier by some amateur news reporter for a blog that he followed. He didn't like it, looking at these types of videos, but he had missed the particular fight and he needed to study it in other ways. He would prefer to have been there so he could have used his quirk to take in even more information, but it couldn't be helped. It had been a busy day of preparation. Mount Lady was a newer hero with a power that wasn't particularly filled with finesse, but nonetheless got the job done. She could grow to sizes that exceeded most of the buildings she was often around, which meant that she was good for taking on large enemies and lifting objects that would be considered too heavy for normal people. Her quirk meant that her strength adjusted to match her new size. Izuku could only imagine how cool it would be to have a quirk like that. He winced, though, as he watched a woman step on a piece of rubble that caused her to let out a curse, or if she'd hurry to apologize. She had went for the rest of the battle. Izuku wrote down in his notebook about Mount Lady's suit being not just skin tight, but lacking proper footwear. Did she not wear shoes at all? Or did the heroes not have a material that would protect her feet when she grew? Izuku was willing to bet the latter. Could be an exploitable weakness. Izuku! Izuku startled out of his train of thoughts. His heart stuttered, and then he cursed himself for being so jumpy. That was an urge striking against his poor heart. And turned around on the couch. His mother smiled at him when she saw that she had his attention. Careful not to stay up too late. You have to get up early tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. Izuku nodded and closed the notebook he had been writing in. The words were a scattered but organized scrawl with how fast he had been trying to keep his notes. He had a sketch of Mount Lady along the various lines pointing out notes that he noticed about her. Weaknesses, strengths, personality quirks, anything he could get his hands on. He would do more research on her tomorrow. He hopped up from the couch and turned off the game system that he'd been using for the internet before shutting off the television. Don't worry, Mom. I'll make sure to get plenty of rest tonight. Good! His mother made her way into the living room and placed her hands on his shoulders. Zuka stared at her for a long moment, his heart thudding so heavily in his chest that he was trembling. Not that the trembling was completely unusual. He forced himself to stay relaxed under her touch. It was a familiar thing that he couldn't cringe away from. Zuku wasn't the type to cringe away from his mother's touch. His mother was shorter than him now. Zuku remembered that he had been as tall as her a year ago. He'd somehow grown her while he had been gone. She had more stress lines on her face than she had gained weight as well. She most likely had been stress eating. Part of it was probably age as well getting to her. She used her quirk to attract things to her more rather than just walk over to it. Her eyes were brighter than they had been when he had first come back. She looked far less tired now. He had been quiet for too long. He smiled to reassure her as her eyebrows furrowed a little with worry. She sighed and brought her hands from his shoulders to cup his cheeks. Stay relaxed. Stay relaxed. His smile softened, but still felt stiff on his face. His hands itched to duck into the pockets of his sweatpants. Are you sure you'll be okay? She asked. He nodded once, dislodging her hands in the process. 
I'll be okay, I promise. I have a strong quirk. I'm sure I can do it. She gave a wary smile as she reluctantly agreed. Her worry stirred gratitude in his chest. I know you can, she assured him, looking a bit teary-eyed. His own eyes prickled a bit and threatened water, so he turned and grabbed his book before walking his way down the hallway. I'll go to sleep now so I can get up early. I'll make you breakfast. Thanks, he called back with a wave before entering his room and closing the door with a sigh. His free hand dropped into his pocket to finger at the matchbook that he kept there. He changed to his pajamas and put himself under the covers of his bed facing away from the door. There he stayed without moving, carefully regulating his breathing to slow his heart so it would look more natural as he relaxed. He could feel his body trembling a little, but it wasn't from the cold. His body's default state seemed to be in this constant soft rattle ever since his training. Zuku tried not to think about the fact that maybe his body still wasn't good enough to handle the quirks in his body. He preferred to think of it as trauma, although that wasn't much better. He still had too much he had to research, and it itched at him to be sitting there doing nothing. It was boring, and it wasn't like he was actually planning on sleeping. He had stuff that he needed to do, but he had to put up with the act that he was going to sleep early. He could just play on his phone and look up videos there, but frankly, he was tired of the bad quality of those too. It was tempting to bring up an old All Might video, but he liked to listen to those in all their glory. He wouldn't be able to turn up the volume in his headphones or make him unable to listen for his mother, so we'd have to suffer. His fingers dug into the sheets and he gritted his teeth as the shivers got more violent. His mother always took her time to clean up around this hour from dinner. Soon she would go into the bathroom to brush her teeth and then ready for bed. Tonight was a night she was more tired than usual. She had been yawning and moving slower in her nightly rituals. She'd even decided against soaking in the bath for just a quick shower. Zuko knew that meant she was going to bed particularly early. Her stress about his exam tomorrow was no doubt wearing on her. Felt a little bad about that. Before she went to her bed, she would always check on her Zuko one last time. Zuko had long since guessed, once he had noticed that she did this check every night, that she was making sure he was still there. It had only been a little over a year since he had been released, but Izuku understood that it had not been long enough for his mother. Izuku never said anything in the mornings about noticing her to check on him at night. If he was in her place, he'd probably do the same thing. His door cracked open and his shiver stopped. His body was relaxed and his breathing was soft and slow. He closed his eyes and waited for his mother to pat it into the room, in silent socked feet, and brushed back his hair. A soft kiss was pressed to his temple that reminded him of when he had been a small child, and the warmth of his mother's arms as he had fallen asleep in her lap. He said nothing as she turned away and left the room. His eyes opened again and the sound of his door closing. His trembling returned and his heart rate increased. Some part of him was aware that the opposite should probably occur when he was under stress. Still, he waited until silence permeated the house. He could hear the hum of lights outside and the muffled sounds of life in the other apartments nearby. It was a baby crying, most likely the one that lived in the apartment to the left of theirs. They'd had a baby while Zuku had been gone. He wished that he could say he was tired. It was an exhaustion that was hanging in the back of his thoughts and dragged at his throat in an attempt to yawn, but darkness rarely coaxed him to sleep anymore. His body and mind knew that he had things to do and that sleep would not be acceptable. In the privacy of his own bedroom, with no eyes on him, he allowed a frustrated scowl to appear on his face. It was tedious to check in with his master, but he would rather just get it done and over with rather than deal with any possible repercussions.
When another long 30 minutes had passed, Zuku threw off his covers and made his way over to his bedroom closet. He clicked on the light and found his way to a box he had stored in the very back. He used to obtain some of his various All Might merchandise, but he had long since moved it onto some of the shelf in his closet. Inside of the box now was a single outfit. Zuku took a deep breath and wondered how tonight would go. Hopefully he wouldn't get any injuries and he couldn't hide. He doubted his master would allow for anything to happen before such a big event tomorrow. But Deku wasn't known for maintaining his temper. Not anymore, anyway. He undressed quickly and with practice movements, he doned his white button-up and black slacks. He rolled up his sleeves and put on his pre-tied tie before his socks and shoes went on. The last were his black gloves. They fit his hands like a thick second skin. The material clung, but he could feel the rounded heads in the mattress hidden in the tip of his fingers and the small flint stone in the palms itching to be struck. Deku pulled the matches out of his sleep pants and pocketed them in his new set of clothing. The silence in the house was now filled with potential. His heart had calmed down finally, and the trembling had ceased as he made his way expertly through the apartment and to the front door. He didn't bother to glance back to check on the house one more time before he left and walked quickly down the illuminated path of the apartment building hallway. Deku sighed and ran a hand into his hair and glared at the horizon in the distance. He would need to walk for a good 15 minutes before he would get into position for Kirigiri to open up a portal for him. He had plenty of time, but he hated being on a time limit. It would be nice if he could just go to sleep, but instead he had to go visit the asshole brigade. Shigaraki would be so ecstatic to see him again. Deku was so thrilled. The walk was uneventful, and the small alleyway tucked away between two residential buildings was even more so. Deku glanced up at the stairwell nearby and climbed the chain link fence to hop onto it before climbing the stairs to the top. From there, he hefted himself back onto the stone wall and easily leapt the distance between the stairs and the next building over. He slipped his leg over the ledge and finally climbed onto the top of the building. The cityscape was admittedly a beautiful one, Deku thought to himself. He still loved being able to see the sky again, never take it for granted again. The air around him shifted and a deeper darkness materialized next to him swirling into a portal just the size for him to travel through. Welcome home, he thought wryly to himself before tucking his hand into his pockets and entering it. The portal closed behind him. It took less than the blink of an eye for Deku to arrive through the smoky darkness and into the familiar abandoned bar where Shigaraki and Kirigiri were waiting for him. The scent of wood and degradation filled his nose, although it wasn't the wood that was degrading. Shigaraki must have touched something again recently to have caused that smell made Deku want to scrunch his nose as unwanted memories bloomed in his head, but he forced him down in a way while keeping his face bored. Weakness was not something he would show in front of these guys. You're late, Shikaraki grumbled, messing with the fingers of his father's hand, the metal on the stub of the wrist looking to have been recently cleaned. Shikaraki glared, did nothing to Izuku anymore, as Deku moved over to sit on the bar stool two seats down from the man, better to keep out of each other's ranges. The scar across Deku's forehead hitched some. It's amazing you say that, Deku responded with a roll of his eyes. It's almost like I need to wait for an appointed time for Kirigiri to open up a portal so I could get here. Shigaraki sat forward on the bar counter as Deku heard Kirigiri sigh as their bickering already started. I meant that you should have chosen an earlier time. Deku didn't bother to respond to that. His mother's habits were his own to know. Instead he said, I'd rather not be here either. Where's Master at? He's a little delayed. 
Kirigiri informed him as he placed the milkshake down in front of Deku. Deku smiled at that and took the dessert to happily sip. Ash filled the air as an irritated Shigaraki gripped a nearby cup to destroy with it. Deku was sure he was the only one who recognized the glare on Kirigiri as the man reluctantly went to clean it up. Why the hell does he get a milkshake? Shigaraki demanded. But Deku ignored him as he turned his gaze to the blank black screen of the television in the room. If Master was late, it meant he was dealing with another one of his experiments or dealing with some other business. Could have been a range of things. Deku hadn't had the chance to really catch up on everything that Master was doing. He had been busy with his school and his training. Deku both did and didn't want to know what it was that Master was doing. Ignorance was bliss, but Deku was a person who gathered information. He needed to gather information. If this way another night, then he would probably have asked. As it was, he knew he needed this meeting over with as soon as possible. Oh, Dekun. Deku snapped attention at the cutesy way of calling his name. His back straightened as he looked around to face Shigaraki's smirking face. Kachan, he heard in his own voice. He hated the insinuation. Deku jumped out of his seat and grabbed the front of Shigaraki's collar and dragged him close as he asked, Huh? The fuck did you just call me? Shigaraki chuckled at the action. Deku wanted to sock him in the face. Everything about his self-reservation told him to do so. You weren't responding, so I thought you wanted me to be a bit more familiar. Deku's arm shook with the effort not to hurt him, and he knew that Shigaraki knew it. It wouldn't be the first time the two of them got into a fight, but with Master about to appear in their presence at any second, Deku couldn't risk creating a scene. So instead, he threw the man back so his back hit the edge of the bar. He brushed his hands off on his pants with distaste. Don't be so disgusting. Don't call me that. This meeting is only supposed to last a couple of minutes. Kiriguri attempted to mediate, much to his long-suffering disdain. Can't you two be civil for that time? Deku is much more fun now than he used to be, though. Shigaraki protested. Only he had the smallest frown on his face from his rough treatment. Deku sat himself back down onto his bar stool and ate some more of his milkshake. Boring if he doesn't talk. Kirigiri only sighed. Yes, I would say that Deku really has become more interesting. A voice agreed as the television turned on by itself. Deku forced himself to stay relaxed, even as that voice dripped and oozed through his ears and into his mind like poison. Master had a way of pulling every fear and self-preservation desire out from the pits of Izuku's heart and making him struggle for air. Only the sheer amount of self-control he had developed as Deku allowed Izuku to breathe through the hatred and instinct to cringe and run. He could not show his fear, even as he wondered if the rabbit-fast beat of his heart could be heard throughout the room. Deku was strong. So he turned around in his seat and gazed upon Master through the television screen. The heavily scarred man in front of him wasn't as intimidating with possible kilometers and cities between them, but Deku knew to respect the beast when he saw it, no matter how much he hated it. Master was the one who had granted him his tentative freedom. He wouldn't risk it now. Sensei, Shigaraki greeted almost happily. It's good to see you all again. Sorry I was late. Master responded. Some things need personal touches, after all. Deku's straw made loud, squirping noises out of breached air. He adjusted it to make it sit back into the ice cream. Deku, do you have anything to report for me? His master asked. I'm working on finishing up a report for Mount Lady. 
Deku said, and realized he had forgotten his notebook. Stupid! My last makeup class made me miss her fight, so I've been forced to watch through bad videos. Flicked his tongue and grabbed the napkin to wipe his mouth. It's no problem. I'm sure you'll have plenty for me next time. I would rather you finish your classes. He paused and then asked. They are done, right? Of course. I can't believe you're still taking tests. Shigaraki muttered, scratching something out of his neck. Your exam is tomorrow, after all. Where is your summer? My life would have been easier if some villains didn't take it upon themselves to kidnap me for a year. Deku snapped. Master chuckled. <laughs> Settle down, boys. You've done well to catch up. As long as you can take the UA exam as planned, then any delays in your mission is fine. He smiled. Deku could tell he was smiling despite the mask. Besides, I have a gift for you, Deku. Think of it as a congratulations. Deku eyed Master. It unnerved him how affectionate his master was with him sometimes. Deku knew he was treated differently from most of the villains under the man's commands. He was treated almost as an equal to Shigaraki, who Deku knew was to be the man's successor, despite his childishness. It was a good position to be in, but Deku hated how he kind of liked the praise he received and the leniency that he was granted. The fact that he could convince the man to allow his plan to go into action was astounding, even if it was taking forever to finally start. Kurogiri. Master commanded, and Kirigiri nodded before holding a small metal object. Deku stared at the All Might-inspired design of the Zippo lighter as mixed feelings filled him. Only horror showed on his face, though, as he took it. What the hell is this? He choked out. It's disgusting! Shigaraki agreed angrily. A much easier way to get your flames going. Master explained. Your matches can easily be damaged or destroyed. And your flint and charcoal aren't always the quickest option. This lighter will help you. I, I meant the design, Deku scowled and gripped the lighter tightly. What was this? A ploy? A mind screw? What was he intending by giving this to him? A reminder. Master crooned and Deku shivered. Of your ultimate goal, despite the gaudy design. Uh, thank you, Mr. Deku muttered half-heartedly. Put it away already, I can't stand to look at it, Shigaraki commanded. Deku did so, placing it in his pocket with his matches. It was a solid, heavy weight added to his clothing and practically screamed in his ears. Tomorrow you will pass your entrance exam into UA. Master forced Deku's thoughts away from his gift with the command as if Deku didn't already fully plan to pass. And I fully expect you to give me some information on what you've learned. The man smiled. After all, it's the first time you'll finally be able to use your quirks to good use. Deku could remember the screams around him as flames had licked his hands and the smell of charred skin filled the air. And he hadn't been able to control it then. He was lucky that Master had been kind enough to find healing for his victim. But his quirk had been useful for many other situations that Izuku would definitely not consider good. If only I could go all out, he lamented into the air, relaxing back against the counter of the bar on his elbow, and so can head back to look at the ceiling. The exam would be pitifully easy. It's certainly a shame, but it would be better to keep things as a surprise. Master agreed. <laughs>
You don't even have to use all of your power to finish an exam. It just proves that heroes are pathetic, Shigaraki said scornfully. It really does, Deku agreed with a wry twist of his mouth. All the more incentive to get creative and make them underestimate you. Master pulled the attention back to him, leaning forward in his seat. After all, you're the next top hero. Deku thought of All Might and Endeavor and all of the heroes still on his list. He thought of Kachan and his determination to be the number one hero. He thought of all the people who had bullied him for being quirkless, and those who still teased him for being weak. He thought about how fun it would be to crush all their expectations and how so many had deemed him unworthy so far. Of course, Deku smiled and rested his cheek in his hand. Everybody loves an underdog, after all. Deku returned home that night as silently as he had left. The sounds of his neighbors had died in the midst of the strange in-between hours of late night and early morning. Now that the meeting was over, tea clung to Deku's shoulders like an iron cloak. He refused to let it drag on his feet as he kept his steps feather light to the door to his bedroom. His movements were slow and methodical as he removed his clothing and tossed it into his dirty laundry basket to clean. There were scorch marks on his white shirt and ash on his pants from him playing with his matches too much. He would need to buy a new pack. He put his gloves back into the box and picked up the lighter from his pants pocket to really examine it. He could see the design of his favorite superhero's outfit on it for decoration. There appeared to have been an addition of Might's signature hairstyle and wit as well, but they had been broken off by someone. Zuko lamented the damage as if he knew that it would probably make it easier to use. What was the point of this gift? Zuko actually appreciated the gift for its practicality, but that wasn't why he was worried. It was the design of it. The passive aggression and the threat was obvious. His master called it a reminder, but Zuko doubted it was a reminder of his mission. It wasn't a call-out, but rather a sinister whisper. Zuku just hoped he was overthinking what the Whisper was saying, even though he knew not to doubt his own observations. His master liked to remind him of his place after He tried to open and light it in one smooth move, but it wasn't that easy. He tried a couple more times and failed before he realized that it would take some practice. He needed to see the movement in one smooth move, so Zuku activated his third quirk as he flicked the lid open and his breath caught. It was as if time had briefly frozen and Zuku's brain was able to account for all the details that were missed in the speed of an action. If you had to compare it to something, it was like the world had gone into slow mode for all of a second. Zuku noted the exact moment he would need to open and strike the zip at the same time to get it to light upon opening. He took in the spark and the slight waver in the air as the gas emitted from his flame flicked to life and time sped up again. Zuku's breath stuttered out of him. With his new knowledge in mind, he tested out his theory three times with success, before he decided to put the tool away in the box as well. His mother would probably wouldn't like knowing Izuku had a lighter. She hadn't yet noticed him taking or buying all of the matches. Izuku pulled on his pajamas again and crawled into his bed to stare at the wall. His trembling slowly came back, starting in his hands and eventually shriveling up his arms, shoulders, neck, and back to his legs and feet until he had to shudder from the force of it. He felt sick. He wasn't sure if it was emotionally or mentally driven. He glanced at the All Might clock that sat on his bedside table, only a couple more hours until he needed to be up and ready. He sighed and closed his eyes for what would certainly be a stressful sleep. His heart did not slow down for a long time.
This has been a live recording of a dangerous game by the ADG Discord group.